when everyone in the audience is paid by you. The enthusiasm <laughs> is really... Thanks, everybody, for being here. We haven't done one of these in a little bit. In fact, it's been four months since the last time that we were together, and a lot has changed in that period of time, not just in the company, but in the country, too. So it's good that we get together. The purpose of our town halls, as you know, is both to celebrate and inform. The company's gotten so big, one of the kind of unfortunate consequences of that growth is that people who are working really hard in one part of the company don't know what people who are working really hard in another part of the company are actually doing. And so it's good that every now and then we get together so that we can sync up, so that we can reorient ourselves, so that we can all be pointed at the same North Star. And that North Star is working toward a future for conservatives and a future for our, conser for our country. Also, since we started doing these events back in the beginning of the year, we've made it a practice to always invite in the audience to live stream them. The reason is because, well, as much as we're working hard every day to create that future for conservatives, as much as we're working hard every day, our audience is also a part of this journey. And in particular, our Daily Wire Plus members, they're working alongside us every day and they deserve some transparency so they can see what we're doing, so they can keep track, so they can make sure that we're still aligned with them. So the last time we were together, it was at the Ryman Auditorium, and we were fresh on the heels of the most successful launch in the history of the company, Matt Walsh's masterpiece documentary, What is a Woman? <laughs> that night, we launched Daily Wire Plus. We announced that we were expanding our partnership with PragerU, and we kicked off our collaboration with the premier public intellectual of our time, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. It was a huge night. We set incredibly ambitious goals, and we made a lot of promises to the audience regarding new premium content. And so the first question that we have to ask today is, have we made good on that promise? How have we fared? I think people are going to be pleased. That expanded partnership with PragerU that we announced in June is only two weeks away from launching. Beginning in December, we'll be premiering the first of three episodes of the PragerU Master's Program with Dennis Prager, and it is exceptional. The core idea that animates PragerU is this. Give us five minutes, we'll give you a semester. Today, with 500 five-minute videos and more than 1.4 billion views just this year, you can only conclude that PragerU has made good on that mission. With the PragerU Master's Program, we're offering Daily Wire Plus members the exclusive opportunity to dive even deeper. Dennis Prager will guide us through extended explorations of some of the most important topics in the world, Many people in this room have been involved in the effort. Others of us haven't even had the chance to see any part of this powerful new work. Happily today, it's my honor to present for the first time the first glimpse of the first episode of the PragerU Master's Program. You can learn wisdom. I'll give you, a, I'll give you so, just a few examples of stuff that I learned when I was about eight years old. So here's an example. There's a very famous aphorism in Hebrew, and it is from the Talmud, the second holiest work in Judaism after the Bible. Ezehu Hagibor, who is the strong man, Hakovesh Etitzcho, the man who conquers his own urge. I learned that at eight, that the, the strongest I could be is to conquer my own appetites and urges and instincts. So I learned a very big deal that kids in religious schools learn and kids in secular schools virtually never learn. And here it goes. I learned that the biggest problem in Dennis Prager's life 
is Dennis Prater. The PragerU Master's Program with Dennis Prager. It's going to bring... It's going to bring Dennis's unique and important wisdom to millions of people. I couldn't be more proud about it. Then we made an announcement about Jordan B. Peterson. We promised that not only would Jordan be joining Daily Wire Plus, not only would we be helping him to grow the quality of his already excellent podcast, but we would be creating premium content that no one had ever seen before exclusively for Daily Wire Plus members. And that's exactly what we've done. On launch, we premiered Dragons, Monsters, and Men, Dr. Peterson's essential advice for young men trying to navigate the treacherous waters of, well, becoming men. Since then, many in this room have been hard at work building the foundation of what is going to become the greatest collection of original content Jordan Peterson has ever produced. Last week, we launched On Marriage, a three-part explanation of the foundation, exploration of the foundational unit of government in the world, the union between husbands and wives. It's the, the relationship that undergirds all of society. Next week, we're going to launch not just one, but two essential new specials from Dr. Peterson. The first one is called Logos and Literacy. It's a documentary exploring the crucial work of the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. Now, if you're anything like me, you probably thought that the Museum of the Bible was just a roadshow attraction meant to extract cash from American evangelicals. But you would be wrong. Dr. Peterson's deep dive into this incredible institution reveals so much about the important work that they do and about the vital role that the Bible has played, not just for Christians, not just for Jews, not just in the history of Western civilization, but in the history of human civilization. You might ask why I would be concerned with bringing the history of the Bible to a more popular audience. We inevitably and must see the world through the lens of a story. A story is a description of the implicit structure through which we view the world and prioritize our perceptions and determine how to act. Now, because you can act in a very large variety of ways, that plethora of possibility has to be limited and focused. It has to come to a point. It has to have a destination. It has to have a moral. It has to have an ethic. And what a story is, is a description of an ethic of attentional and action prioritization. Peace is dependent upon us being brought together under the rubric of a single centralizing narrative, much of which is reflected in the meta-narrative that the biblical library constitutes. So I hope you enjoy this tour through the history of the world's most significant book. The second premium series coming from Dr. Peterson just next week. Well, it's so unbelievable, I actually don't even know how to tell you about it. So instead, I'm just going to offer you the world premiere of the trailer for Exodus. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Turns out that a book is more durable than, than stone. It's more durable than a castle. It's more durable than an empire. 
you don't get away with anything. And so you might think you can bend the fabric of reality and that you can treat people instrumentally and that you can bow to the tyrant and violate your conscience without cost. You will pay the piper. It's going to call you out of that slavery into freedom, even if that pulls you into the desert. God is ethic-centered, not ethnic-centered. Well, do you want the Pharaoh on your side or do you want God on your side? That's kind of the question. There's a profound sense here that, that what, the, what is going on with the Israelites is the contrast to Pharaoh, right? Like under no terms will you go and the Israelites have to say, we will go under any terms. And we're going to see that there's something else going on here that is far more cosmic and deeper than what you can imagine. The highest ethical spirit to which we're beholden is presented precisely as that spirit that allies itself with the cause of freedom against tyranny. And yes, exactly. I want villains to get punished. But do you want the villains to learn before they have to pay the ultimate price? That's such a Christian question. <laughs> Sixteen-part series. It's the deepest, richest special Dr. Peterson has ever created, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this thing is going to change lives. I'm so proud that we're able to offer this content at Daily Wire Plus, and I'm so proud of everyone in this room who is a part of creating not just this content, but this opportunity for us to continue to do good, both for our business and for the world. Thank you. That's really part of what makes Daily Wire Plus unique in the conservative media landscape. We're convinced that our corporate mission and our ideological mission aren't in any way at odds. We're not only convinced that we can do well financially while doing good for the world, but that we must do well financially in order to do good for the world. That it's only by unlocking the nearly unlimited potential, the unlimited power of market incentives, that we can actually change the world and create the change in our world that we want to see. Beyond these specials, this team has also released unbelievable new content from the core Daily Wire Plus hosts. The greatest lie ever sold, George Floyd and the rise of BLM from Candace Owens, is already the second most successful launch in the history of our company. <laughs> Speaking of Candace, fresh upon her return from maternity leave, you helped launch Candace's new daily podcast, Candace Owens, which is already burning up the charts and helping to challenge the toxic narratives of the radical left. You launched Afternoon Update, a daily addendum to the hugely popular Morning Wire, which last week hit the unbelievable milestone of 500,000 downloads per day. Then there's our consumer goods business. In March, this team announced to the world, stop giving your money to woke corporations that hate you. And we committed to creating alternatives so that people could do just that. We launched Jeremy's Razors with a hilarious video with a dashing young actor. <laughs> Today, I'm proud to announce that our efforts have succeeded beyond our wildest expectations. As of this week, Jeremy's Razors has sold over 100,000 razor kits and subscriptions.
That's 100,000 men who are no longer giving their money to companies that actually abhor their values. We're building alternatives, and the alternatives are working, and we're just getting started. This week, our commerce team is launching a brand new Jeremy's Razor store, and we're also launching a brand new line of men's grooming products, including beard care for Matt Walsh, shampoo and conditioner for Matt Walsh, body wash and soap, also for Matt Walsh. (laughs) Jeremy's Razors may have started as the best joke we ever told, and it certainly is that, but it's become a real company with an excellent team and an enormous future. And for the conservative ladies out there, tune into the next town hall. As to our core business, all of this excellent new content that you're producing is realizing and bearing fruit all the time. As of today, Daily Wire Plus generates over 80 million podcast downloads every single month. That makes us the number five podcast publisher in the world, according to PodTrack. Our premier host, Ben Shapiro, has had his content played over 2.3 billion times. There are 8 billion people on the planet. One day we will have to give an account to God for all of the productivity that we have sapped out of. And this month, for the first time ever, Daily Wire Plus can announce that we have 1 million active subscribers. Of course, you might look at all of this, all of this success, all of this content and say, yeah, buddy, but we're still losing the country. And that's true. Last week's midterm election was a devastating moment for many of the people in this room and for the values that drive the mission of our company. But as Andrew Breitbart famously observed, politics is downstream of culture. We are not a political organization. We are a cultural organization. That means that the work you're doing every single day can't be measured in a single election cycle, even though, of course, election cycles mean an awful lot. But this team is fighting a generational battle for the soul of our country. And the work you're doing is making an impact in that fight every single day. If you're concerned that that impact isn't yet enough, yeah, I agree, it isn't enough. We have to continue to do more. We have to continue to do better. We are and we will. One million active subscribers makes us one of the most successful conservative media companies of all time. That's the good news. You want the bad news? It's not even a drop in the bucket compared to the media companies controlled by the left. In that world, 10 million subscribers is the bare minimum just to play the game. That's 10 times our current level. And that's just to get your foot in the door. Disney and Netflix have 200 million subscribers each To succeed in our effort to create a true news and entertainment alternative for the millions of Americans who are tired of the hegemony of the woke giants that want to preach radical race and gender theory to our kids, that leverage their economic might, that leverage their economic sway to change public policy away from the values that built our country, and that take for granted that we'll keep giving them all of our money anyway, because what else are we going to do? To compete with them, we have to grow 10 times, and then we have to grow 10 times again. It's an almost impossible feat. But here's the thing. Caleb and Ben and Jeremy, we are betting everything 
that you are up to the task. We're betting the entire company that the people in this room can change the world. We're betting that you can continue to push yourselves, that you can continue to grow, that you can continue to make more and more and better and better content, continue to draw new talent, to draw new audience, continue to beat the odds just like you have every single day since the day we started the company. It took us five years to get our first 100,000 subscribers. And what did we do? We doubled down. We reached higher. We pushed harder. And just two and a half years later, we 10X'd that number. 10X in two and a half years, this team right here. No one thought you could do it. You did it. And you're going to have to do it again. And you will. In 2023, we're going to make our first major step to meet our impossibly ambitious goal, 10 million active subscribers, starting with the launch of DW Kids. Our first three kids shows are greenlit and in production as we speak. The first one you all know about, Chip Chilla. Chip Chilla is a hugely entertaining show about a family of homeschooling chinchillas. You've seen some of the early concept art at our last town hall, but many of you in this room haven't yet seen the finalized characters and sets, and I'm here to show them to you today. The first 12 episodes have already been written. The first four have already been voiced. They're in animation as we speak. The work being done on this show by the people in this room is on a level beyond anything we have ever brought to bear on any project in the history of the company. We couldn't be more proud of the team and we couldn't be more proud of the art that you're creating. But what virtually no one in this room knows is that we booked our entire cast as well, including our good friend, the incredibly talented and hilarious Rob Schneider. Rob is a legend and he is voicing Chum Chum Chilla, the patriarch of the Chilla family. I want to be clear, this is not edutainment. We're not here to teach the kids in the guise of entertainment. This is entertainment with a capital E. Rob Schneider is a true entertainer. The writers and producers of this show are top Hollywood talent. Your kids are going to love it. You're going to love it. It's going to change everything. Our second show, you've also heard a little bit about before, but I want to show you some of the first sketches and concept art. Zoodles is a fun-loving puppet monster, and he doesn't take direction particularly well. In the Zoodles show, our old pal Zoodles will take art lessons alongside real kids, but Zoodles probably won't get it quite right. The show is outrageously funny, and it's going to premiere right alongside Chip Chilla, and it's going to premiere in 2023. And the third show from DW Kids, I don't think many people in the room have heard about at all, but you're going to be blown away. I'm proud to introduce A Wonderful Day with Mabel McClay. Mabel is going to take kids through her incredible world where no cell phones or electronics are allowed, but joy and wonder rule the day. With her trusty dog Jasper by her side, Mabel will share laughs and love and introduce children to the beauty and meaning of a life of imagination. This is the kind of content that we got to grow up with that almost no kids today have gotten to have. In addition to the amazing, funny, heartfelt stories that each one of these three shows will create, they're also going to create enormous opportunities for our commerce team to make new products, 
From plush toys to children's books to video games, we're creating an entire world where kids can live, learn, and play without anyone trying to rob them of the values that their parents have spent so much time trying to instill in them. And this is just the beginning for DW Kids. You know that we've brought in enormous talent. Talent who cut their teeth at places like Disney and DreamWorks to be a part of this. More talent is being recruited as we speak. More shows are in development as we speak. And we are on track to meet our goal of $100 million of initial investment into kids' content in what we believe will be a 100-year enterprise to create content that kids love and parents can actually trust. Alongside our kids' entertainment program, our general entertainment project is rapidly expanding as well. We've been sourcing and developing scripts all year long, and the results are mind-blowing. In June of 2020, at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, during all the worst days of the shutdown, I called Ben and Caleb to share with them my belief that the time for us to get into entertainment was right now. The opportunity was before us, it was ours to seize, and we had to change the direction of our company. I told them we should make movies, but what we should really do is find a way to make scripted series. That's what streaming platforms really thrive on. I told them that an example, my, my sort of wildest ambition for the company, would be if we could bring Ayn Rand's seminal work on the creative power of economic freedom and the terrible consequences of its loss to the screen as a premium series. They said, that's great, but we'll of course never be able to get the rights to a story so culturally ubiquitous. And we were wrong. Today, I'm thrilled to announce that Daily Wire Plus has optioned the exclusive rights to one of the most influential books of the 20th century, Atlas Shrugged. There's never been a definitive series adaptation of Atlas. There will be now, and it will be on Daily Wire Plus. And... You bet. And while Atlas has shaped the worldview of millions of people around the globe, there's a series of books that I read as a teenager that more than any other helped shape my worldview. It's based on perhaps the most impactful myth in the Western tradition, the legend of King Arthur, and it's called The Pendragon Cycle by Stephen R. Lawhead. And today, I'm beyond thrilled to announce that the Daily Wire Plus has secured the rights to this unbelievable work. This is an incredible story about the fall of the Roman occupation in Great Britain and the rise of Christianity in the blood-soaked pagan islands, uh, British Isles. It's the most ambitious thing we've ever set about to do, and it's going to be incredible, and it's going to premiere on Daily Wire Plus in 2023. Every person in this room has been a part of the work that has made us what we are today. And today, I'm asking each one of you to redouble your efforts to help us become what we have to be tomorrow. The stakes are so incredibly high. We have an opportunity to do something that no company has done in any of our lifetimes, to create that culture for conservatives and to help build a better future for our country, a future informed by the mistakes of the past, 
A future rooted in the best ideas of the past, but a future that is optimistic that our best days are not behind us, they're yet ahead. And you are going to do it. This team, this audience, this one million active subscribers, and the nine million more who are gonna follow them, and the nine million more who are going to follow them too. This company, all of you, and all of the companies that will inspire through our single-minded determination, through our relentless effort, and through our success. I can't say that no one has ever been inspired by a loser, but we all know it's the winners that lead. So we have to keep on winning. We have to win today and win tomorrow and keep right on winning for as long as the opportunity is in front of us to continue to do good. And I know that you're gonna do just that. I don't think any company on earth asks more of its people than we do. Daily Wire is a hard place to work. We know it. You work long hours, you withstand enormous pressure, and you do all of this. You give it your all every day because you believe like I do that the enormous success and opportunity we've been given comes with an enormous responsibility as well, a responsibility to press on until the end. We demand your absolute best because how could we do otherwise? And you give us your best. You give it every single day, day after day. And I guarantee you that if you keep giving your best, if you keep striving and hoping and growing, if you keep your eyes on the target, if you stay optimistic, you're going to change the world. Thank you. Now, it wouldn't be a proper town hall if we didn't give you the opportunity to complain about the snacks in the break room or whatever. So we're gonna take a handful of questions and we're also gonna take questions from some of our online audience and in particular, some of those Daily Wire Plus members who make all of this possible as well. Brett? All right, so do we have any questions from the audience here? Am I passing the mic to anybody or should I just jump onto the iPad? I'm not sure who has the answer to that. I'll go ahead and just start here. All right, Jeremy. First of all, this is the most important question. Are you team beard or no beard for Ben Shapiro? Oh, beard. I don't have to kiss the guy? <laughs> I thought I was, I was against the beard. When they first told me, we're going to update Ben's look and make him cool, I thought, yeah, I tried that once. <laughs> I, I got to say, I thought the beard looked good. Amazing. Okay, will there be a sequel to What is a Woman? Dot, dot, dot. It's exciting. All right, so you have obviously said that The Daily Wire is not a good place uh, for people looking for a work-life balance while we are trying to reach orbit. How much longer do you think it will take, and will it really change? <laughs> it's a fair question. How long will it take until this becomes a, a little bit easier place to work? And the answer is, I don't know. How fast can we get there? You know, we're trying to do something that no one has ever done before. And as I said uh, a few moments ago, I take that responsibility uh, Everywhere I go, right? I don't sleep at night. I, I feel it so intensely because if we succeed, we truly will have changed things. I mean, I've said before, I think that the biggest problem in the country is that the institutions who are risk averse, particularly the corporate institutions, bifurcated the entire culture by siding with an incredibly small percentage of the population, this, this incredibly radical left-wing uh, political movement, they did it because they just assumed that if they offended that group of people, there might be economic consequences. But if they offended the 50% approximately of the country who thinks the way we think, that they would pay no economic consequences because after all, what are we gonna do about it? We have no alternatives. Um, I wanna prove them wrong. I want to bifurcate the economy. I want to make it 
worse, not better in the country, because I believe that only by doing that can you ultimately make it better in the country. I don't think you make it better in the country by pretending there isn't a problem. I think you make it better in the country by making, by applying economic incentive to these sort of institutions that live between us and the government and make them come back and compete for our business. Uh, it's going to take time. I think it's going to take probably more time than we might wish and less time than we might expect. I've been saying all year that I thought we had 36, listen, I know you can't work like this forever. I can't work like this forever. Caleb can't work like this uh, forever. Uh, I've been saying I thought it would take 36 more months before we were able to at least get breakaway velocity. Will it get easier after that? In some ways, in some ways it may get harder after that. There'll be new responsibilities, new pressures, uh, scaling a business is one of the hardest things that you can possibly do in the world. Scaling a business almost entirely for the last seven and a half years out of cash flow, even harder. Scaling a business with our ideological mission, harder still. Scaling a business with active and organized and funded opposition. When the New York Times and, and writers at the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and ABC, when they can actively try to get your advertisers not to advertise with you, actively try to get social media giants to deplatform you, actively try to get the government itself to censor you, almost impossible. So it's hard. It's going to stay hard for the foreseeable future. I do think that 24 months from now, we'll break through and the challenges will be different. I think we'll have a little bit more work-life balance. We'll have a little bit bigger of a team. But I don't want to give you false hope that this will ever be easy. We were not born in easy times, and we were not called to an easy purpose. I'm energized by that. Not that it isn't challenging. Not that it isn't, I know, hard on you. Not that it isn't sometimes hard on my family and sometimes hard on your family. But because, as I've said before, the classical definition of happiness is that you might have the opportunity to pour out your best efforts in service of a cause in which you truly believe. What else are we going to spend our life on if not just that? So... It's hard. It's going to stay hard. It won't stay this hard. It'll become a whole new different kind of hard. And I do think that for all of you who, uh, listen, it's not for everybody. I know it. I know incredibly talented people come to work here and they wash out. They don't wash out because of a lack of skill. They don't uh, wash out because of a lack of ambition. They wash out because they are, they are not prepared for this role at this time in this battle. I don't think less of them for that. I know that every one of us, may, each of you may only be here for a season. Uh, that's okay. I promise that if you, if you work hard here, even for a season, you will have contributed to something so incredibly good, and you will be your best self when you leave. You will have so many new skills, so much more resiliency. You'll be so much better prepared for whatever you're called to next. So in my, in my view of it, in some ways, it's a feature, not a bug, that we get to pour ourselves out like this uh, and that each of us can be improved by the experience. And I know that some of us will take it all the way. So basically, employees, we have to buckle up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on to some member questions now. Mm. Um, first of all, are there any new projects for Michael Knowles? <laughs> I hope not. I've <laughs> uh, been trying to get rid of that guy for the last five years. Um, I am not prepared to announce to the world uh, the specifics, but Michael and our own Jonathan Hay have been hard at work at something brand new, and it will be in keeping with our pivot toward truly outstanding 
premium exclusive content. And I think not only is it gonna make an enormous impact uh, in the culture, but people are gonna be wildly entertained by it as well. And so I'll only say that for now and you know, check back in at the next town hall. Amazing. All right, will the Daily Wire license content from other places to meet demand? Yes, uh, we've already made a few acquisitions and licensing deals along the way. And what it really comes down to is some content is being made out there that does not have a home. In fact, I'm not going to announce the particulars today, but this week we acquired a new feature film which we'll be bringing to Daily Wire Plus audiences in the very near future. We didn't make it. Uh, you could say, well then how does it, if your argument is that this content doesn't exist, if Daily Wire doesn't make it, this content doesn't exist, if Daily Wire Plus members uh, don't find value in it and trade their value, subscription dollars, for the value of the content, if that isn't true, then what's the point of all of this? The answer is nuanced. Here's a film that got made. Very talented people wrote an incredibly good script. They shot truly one of the most beautifully shot films that I've seen in several years. They took it to market and the market said, absolutely not. The values of this movie will not play on our platforms. And so that's a great opportunity for us to get involved in content. Listen, we can't make everything, right? We're, we have limited uh, resources, limited talent. We're growing, but we're small. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to, to grab hold of some beautiful uh, content that I know our audience is going to love and that'll make a difference in the culture wars. Um, and it's a great opportunity for them to find a home for this movie that no one else was going to be willing to buy. And it's a, a great opportunity, I think, to change the incentives again in the marketplace so that more people will make those kinds of films, knowing that there is going to be a home for that kind of work over at Daily Wire. Similarly with kids' content. Listen, the truth is, uh, there is a million hours of excellent kids' content that's been made over the last 40 years that parents would be thrilled to have their kids watch. Many of us in this room grew up with a lot of this content. That's not the question. The question is, where are you supposed to watch it? Because if you go to any of the legacy platforms, many of which actually made the content when they were run by different people and run by a different uh, ideology and run in a different moment, they made great content for kids. They understood the sacred responsibility of helping be a part of forming the ideas and behaviors of kids. Only recently did they change their mind. The problem for a parent is when you put your kid in front of one of those excellent pieces of content on one of those legacy platforms and you leave the room, you don't know what's gonna play next. You put them down in front of some, you put them down in front of, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh, and you walk back in and they're being told that boys aren't boys and girls aren't girls and that uh, you know, capitalism is bad, you name it. Uh, that that more, more than content, platforms are the thing that we're really trying to challenge. And so if those platforms become foolish enough to part with any of that excellent content, we'll be right there to scoop some of it up and put it on our platform, which as I've said before, kids will love and parents can trust. So absolutely licensing content is a big part of what we're trying to do. Exciting. All right, you touched on this a little bit with jobs for other creatives, but do you mm. need any more artists and illustrators? We need more everything. If you're an incredibly talented, incredibly, uh, incredibly ambitious uh, person out there and you wanna bring your skills to the most important fight happening in the culture, hit that careers page over at dailywireplus.com. Amazing. All right, uh, this person says, I'm excited about the content for kids. How about content for teens? Yeah, um, we are developing some shows that are definitely in that, you know, 
teen, young adult uh, range as far as audience appeal. One of the challenges we have, of course, is you can only do so much at a time, right? As I said a minute ago, we're a small company. As much as we've grown, by the way, there are 250 employees in this company right now. There were 120 one year ago today. We've doubled the size of our team in the last 12 months. 250 is huge. You know, like I say, I don't sleep at night trying to figure out how are we going to keep everybody fed and keep everybody. Uh, 250 is nothing, though, right? I mean, Facebook laid off 11,000 people two weeks ago. Uh, so I would say that in its ultimate expression, Daily Wire is going to make content for everyone, uh, and we're just having to chew the bites that we've taken before we can take the next big ones. Um, but yes, uh, obviously, young adults and teenagers, an incredibly important audience, and we will be bringing content to them in the very near future. Great. All right, last question for you, Jeremy. Will the Daily Wire studios open up for tours? This member would love to visit at some point. <laughs> well, of course, when we had uh, Candace's old show, Candace, uh, we had a live audience once a week. And since she's gone to a daily show, that's not pra- no longer practical, right? You have to have a lot of security. Uh, you have to have a lot of logistics. We don't let people park up here uh, who don't work here. So you had to have shuttles and all this kind of, kind of stuff in order to have people on the, on the hill. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a great energy. Every week you'd have 60 people, you know, 60 fans, 60 people cheering, 60 people sharing their ideas, 60 people engaging. I really miss it since it's been gone. Um, but like I say, the logistics of it are pretty challenging. My hope is that a time comes in the not too distant future when perhaps we've expanded our studios, when perhaps we're better suited to have daily live audiences, and that at that time, maybe a lot of our shows can happen in front of audiences. And I think that that you know, live audience production is probably our answer to, studio, to the question of studio tours in the near future. Well, great. That is the last one. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you, Brett. Yeah. Brett Cooper, one million subscribers on YouTube since our last, uh, a huge milestone since our last time. <laughs> I just want to say again, thank you for all the hard work that you're putting in. Thank you for uh, all the time and all the talent that you bring to bear. I hope you know, I hope your takeaway from every day, but in particular your takeaway from today, is that we see it, we value it, it is impactful, it is meaningful. Thank you to the Daily Wire audience who's watching. Thank you to that one million uh, active subscriber community who empower us to do the things that we do. Thank you to our advertisers. Be of good cheer. I know that it feels bleak, but we are fighting hard and we are winning. Let's keep doing it. Thanks, guys.